0: Look at the turn, oh, that was brilliant, look Bruce. Gee, it's a good kick, it is a great kick. It's one for the ages. O'Brien, some candy, and then a goal, Lewis runs. The team to take on the Dockers is in, and it's time to preview Hawthorne's next big test in the West, plus a few other talking points from the footy world as the competition's busiest and craziest year rolls on. Welcome to the Hawk Talk podcast. My name is Nick Mason, and joining me is my co-host, a man who's cast an eye over our selections this week. G'day, Tiz. G'day mate, it's very
1: exciting selections, but first of all, how have you been going with this uh, ongoing caravan of
0: football? It's a little bit exhausting, and I don't think I've watched one full game. Really, you're just like, okay, I can see what the result's going to be here, that's enough. I sort of dip in and out, if the, if
1: the scores are close, I watch the end, but um... Oh, see, that that's the trick, isn't it? You just get all of the best stuff. That's what I've been doing. And it's, it's not even like they're long games now, but it is quite cool. Every night there's footy on. I like that
0: it's always on, but it, it is quite peculiar that I haven't really been able to commit to any full game besides Hawthorne. Even in the regular season, I'm able to do that and quite willingly and happily do it. But no, they gave me shorter games, they put footy on all the time and it's still not good enough for me apparently.
1: <laughs> 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 well, we look like... Finals are a chance, don't we? We're only a couple of games out. There's a few teams that are turning it on. Like, they're looking real good now. West Coast has got back to there. And Port Adelaide is screaming ahead, and so is Brisbane. But the rest, looking fairly middling. you know. And we've had a shocking draw, as we discussed last week. But we're only two to three games
0: outside the eight. Yes, but our form is everything. And we did display good form against Carlton, but that is just one win a really refreshing departure from what we'd seen for an entire month. So oh, I'm a little more reserved in my expectations than you. Well, i got to tell you, Clarko has hit the panic button,
1: mate. He's gone finals or bust, and gone in for Burgoyne. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, you must be over the moon, mate. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, it's a forced change, but... Uh, Nash, having been playing everywhere but Ruck uh <laughs> looks like he'll probably Yeah, he'll do well there, won't he? I mean, I'm looking forward to some over the back goals, some big tackles that obviously uh sorta of, what's the word? Rattle the ribcage of the opposition.
0: <laughs> it's the right call. I mean Burgoyne's been been playing forward, half forward, and you take him out of the side, um and you gotta you gotta find like for like, and Nash has been playing there, so yeah, that's fair enough for mine. It's a good selection, and it's first game of twenty twenty. It's been a long time since we've seen what he can bring to the side, and I think it's time. Oh, well, it brings
1: a bit of speed, doesn't it? And and a bit of excitement for me. That uh, always good on the first goal uh, tally. <laughs> anyway, we'll get into your gambling later, hey? Oh. <laughs> what about Freo? Have Freo made any changes? Or yeah, so you'll see that uh, James Ace and Stephen Hill are back. For uh, Brandon Matera, who's injured, and Tobe, or Toby Watson, however it is. It just sounds like Job needed to come back to footy to find a career, but he's actually not
0: the worst commentator I've heard. The second Tobe, or Toby, steps out with a feminist cap, the jig's up. (laughs) I forgot all about that. (laughs) Oh my goodness. How are you feeling about the game? You seem positive. I mean, if you're talking, if you're even alluding to finals you got to think that we're a good chance against Frio. Oh, mate, they're not
1: um, They're not that good. I mean, Collingwood made them look good. Like, their pressure was up, everything, but Collingwood had Pendlebury as a laid out. So we've won our last three encounters over the last three years. We only get to play them once every year. Uh, thank you, AFL. <laughs> and each time, they've scored less than nine goals against us. But uh, now, of course, with Longmuir there, they're better at the attack, right? and and that that was that was showed last week after half time they actually kicked six goals, count them that's three a quarter that is huge, and they managed to get their total to sixty one points, ten goals one awesome kicking If they hadn't have done that, they probably wouldn't have won and so it really seems like nothing much has changed. I'm trying to figure out if Longmuir because you don't watch the dock as much has has Longmuir had a real impact, because without that ridiculous accuracy, um, I don't think they get that win. Having said that, we're only one more win for the year than they are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they threaten to jump us on the ladder if they get the job done against us, so um, I'm not going to be too cocky about them, but my prediction is that the game style will prove um, far too disorienting for the team, for the squad, and uh, Frio will just fall in a heap. They're not used to attacking for such long periods of time, Tiz. They can't back it up a second week in a row. Uh, no, I, I feel the same there. I
1: uh I would be more than stunned if they kicked anywhere near 10-1. But if you do look at the ladder, we need some percentage. We're on 86.6. I mean, that's less than North Melbourne who are below us. Uh, I think they've got Melbourne now, which is... You know, I kind of wish I was watching it, to be honest, <laughs> because that will be... <laughs> A battle of the basement. And, uh, yeah, so I didn't actually think in terms of actually losing to Freon going below them on the ladder. As I've discussed, you know, there's no point in dropping these games where the draft is so compromised. Anyway, if we win, we're about, you know, uh, because the Western Bulldogs only have 89, Eston only have 88. We're in that bracket, you know. If we have a big win at some point, We can really push for the eight,
0: As long as they keep winning, which sounds like a very silly thing to say. It's very obvious, but that's all there is left for Hawthorne to do this season. Like, if we want to turn this into anything, we've put ourselves in a position where we simply cannot drop any more games if we want to be in contention. And that's going to be difficult. I can back us in against Fremantle, but then West Coast, and then you've got Port Adelaide on their home deck. And it's, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. A win here, you're right, does put us within striking distance, but you just get the feeling that Hawthorne can't really put a foot wrong for the rest of the season. Now, listen, I might be a little bit optimistic, but Nathan
1: has written in the question. After the win, I put money on us for the flag. You guys share my optimism for the rest of the year? (laughs) Wow. They'd be some good odds, I imagine. What would they be, 50 to 1, something like that? I'll have what Nathan's having. (laughs) Mate, if that comes off that is uh prescient
0: he deserves
1: all the cash as far as i'm concerned if we win it from here
0: it's not even to say that like the rest of the comp is just straight ahead of us because i I feel like this year is very unpredictable it's more that i've seen how we've been playing the blues was a really refreshing departure from that and that's great but i don't have that sort of confidence yet in the sustainability of that form like we've had one win in quite a long time so look if I start seeing signs against Freo and we get the four points there and then we back it up with West Coast I might yet be a believer Tis I might swing around to Nathan's point of view but as it is that is wildly optimistic and and like I said I I do envy it I <laughs> I want to believe too. I want to live where Nathan's living in this magical uh, dream world where we can easily win the premiership, but we'll see. Well, I mean, we did win it on that statistical
1: analysis that that squiggle bloke does. Remember, he did that at the start of the year. We won that, the whole comp. That was very encouraging. Do you know who we played in the grand final? Do you remember? We played Port Adelaide. And we beat him by a goal kicked by
0: Mitch Lewis.
1: Oh, come on. It's straight out of your dreams. Straight out of your dreams and into reality. Let's go with that. Maybe maybe he has inside information. He might know that we're off to Lawney as L asks, How likely do you think a hub down in Lawney is? We've only played three home games so far this season. How ridiculous is that? What round are we? Eleven? <laughs> So it would be great after playing so many interstate teams at their home grounds. Obviously, a lot of teams are in similar boats, but we've had a rough fixture to date. And then, cautionary, note, please note, I've not looked into this at all and don't know whether the Hazzie government are at all keen for it.
0: (laughs) Well, I can tell you right now, Tiz, they're certainly not keen for it before September. They've absolutely ruled that out. They've put a line through it. There's going to be no Tassie games uh, until September. So if it is on the table at all, we're going to have to wait. Qualifying final, prelim. <laughs> final. Hey, now you're coming around to Nathan's train of thought, aren't you? <laughs> oh, look, I, I don't know. I Look at our fixture so far this year. Has anyone got any confidence that we're going to get down there? We're not even going to be scheduled down there. Well, I mean, we go to Adelaide next, don't we? Or Yeah, we'll go to Adelaide next, and we play Port Adelaide there, so that's another away game. So hang on, we've got the Eagles, who just beat Carlton, and they looked in
1: decent condition. They didn't look immaculate or anything, but we're going to have to play well. And then Port Adelaide seemed to be running over the ground. They They got a bit lucky with that wonderful 100-metre penalty against both Dusty and Caddy, two players I love to hate at Richmond. That was wonderful to see, and uh, Port Adelaide uh, had have just played Geelong, so it's not an easy run into Hawthorne. They're all six days apart for us, so it's, it's an interesting... I mean, why doesn't it get any easier? It's been so... It always seems to get harder this, this year. It's weird. When do we get Gold Coast
0: and... All the Adelaide and everybody. I'll tell you when we get Gold Coast and Adelaide, we'll get Adelaide when we're playing in Adelaide. So there you go. How's that, Hawthorne? You like that one? And you'll get Gold Coast at Metricon Stadium. There you go. you love that. Great. Yeah. Okay. Lock it in, mate. It's absolutely going to happen. It's going to be, I know, extenuating circumstances, etc., etc., but this is the most ridiculous one-sided fixture against Hawthorne that could ever possibly be dreamed up. And, and, you know, our mate, our friend of the show who got in touch with us last week with all this fixture stuff, uh, Campbell, uh, when our round was at 13 fixture against Port Adelaide, he hit us up. Uh, he, he basically added the data into his uh, fixture table. And even he was like, yeah, this continues to be ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> And the more infuriating thing is he pointed out that apparently North Melbourne haven't been truly disadvantaged since about round two. Oh, that's awesome. I'm glad he inserted that for you, just highlighted that. Clearly salt in in the wound for for yours truly there. But, oh, look, uh, are we going to get down to Tassie? I don't buy it. Because why would we at this stage? Nothing else has gone our way. Yeah, and even when they were open to it, they were only suggesting North
1: go. In any case. That's right, yeah. So, I know you watched Reeves and Righty go at it on Facebook or some, what did they give us, 20 minutes uh, <laughs> notice before they went up?
0: Yeah, n- not long, and, and they give about 15 minutes of actual airtime, and I don't know, I think in previous weeks they, they kind of had a bit to say, but I was a bit disappointed this time. I guess the the one thing I did want to know about was the scrimmages. And that's one thing that Hawks fans have been crying out for, is they want info about the younger guys and what they're doing. Um, the reason why we haven't heard about them lately is because we had a week off. We didn't actually play a scrimmage against Carlton. Now, I guess as people are listening to this, this particular episode of the podcast, they might be listening to it Monday morning, uh, and that's when we're playing a scrimmage against Frio. So we're, so we're getting the ball rolling again and playing a scrimmage against Frio. Um, now, people might be wondering, well, why the week off? We took a week off because uh, apparently them's the rules, tis. It was a matter of um, quarantine. That's interesting. Seeing the seniors could play, but anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to jump in and say I am as confused as everyone else. Has that been? If that's the reason, like it confuses me that you'd play this the uh, uh, pracky match before
1: the real game too, because obviously you have to hold over some emergencies. Um, for the night's game. Whereas if you played it the following day, then well,
0: have they got somewhere to be? Tiz? neither team are leaving, so <laughs> I don't know.
1: Uh... Anyway, I reckon Reeves and Wrighty must just pinch themselves sometimes when they're dealing with Clarko, because he just seems to be a little bit of a Nostradamus, doesn't he? I mean, he did the the holding the ball tweaks that have seen the scoring go up in the last month of footy, and then this weekend it was it was so good. I, I just love. I just love the meme. What's it called? The, um, the shooting stars meme? Yeah, the, the shooting stars meme <laughs> of Papley. Just the worst staging I've seen since Ablett, uh, Dangerfield, um, Bartel. Who else? <laughs> uh, it, it's just, it's so unfair. He's not going to get that Coleman now, because that was an avenue that Papley had to go, And... <laughs> They should just apply the Geelong yardstick to his game. I mean, it's it's fine for Selwood and Dangerfield, who incidentally would have been
0: able to fund the COVID crisis at AFL House <laughs> with all their fines, if they'd actually been pulled up for them. It's so funny. There's one particular guy on Twitter I've been noticing who's right onto it. The second a player stages, he's like, I reckon about five minutes later, shooting stars meme, His editing prowess is like nothing I've ever seen. And he had him actually in the Clarko, like flying through the back of the Clarko presser. Yeah, of the press conference, uh, yeah. Where he he accused (laughs) him of being a diver. I just love that. Now, this is the point. This is the point, isn't it, Tiz? That Clarko was right. Yeah. Or he's secretly in charge of the tweak department. Or it's even bigger than that, mate. It's uh, Alistair Clarkson is a one-man Illuminati. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's pulling the strings. He owns the AFL. Hey, mate, I just want to let you in on a secret. What happens if you get the F out of the AFL? Oh, it turns into Al, doesn't it? Oh, no. <laughs> it I Perhaps it's more of
1: a, maybe he's a fantastic, you know, mesmerism kind of hypnotist guy, and that really pleasing we've been hearing for years is a trigger phrase. <laughs>
0: Oh, all the pieces are coming together.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: There's no reason that mantra comes up as much as it does. I heard it come out of Tom Hawkins this week. So there it is, folks. I think we've cracked it wide open. <laughs> Alistair Clarkson responsible for uh, everything Tom Papley. He's he's masterminded that brilliantly. He's uh, ensured that there's a lot of tweaks that we can all enjoy. And uh, Speaking of tweaks, <laughs> do we really want to go? Why is this on the rundown? Do we really want to talk about Richmond?
1: <laughs> yes, get to their tweaks in the dressing rooms already. <laughs>
0: Uh, this is a little bit disturbing, isn't it?
1: Well, I mean, it's a kind of ridiculous news story. I felt sure that uh, having so much footy all the time would would sort of suppress these kind of things. But it's odd behaviour, and it's an uncomfortable subject. And uh, you know,
0: uh, he didn't look, you know, wrapped in it. Chol, did he? Well, you wouldn't be, Tiz. I <laughs> know, I wouldn't be. I don't want any part of that. What is really interesting to me is right after that, uh, Richmond stroll out and play against Port Adelaide and uh, Jack Revolt can't keep his hand out of it. <laughs> that was so bad. I mean, what about the timing of that? Of all the places to get a guy, he goes for the low blow. I know, it's so strange. Very strange indeed. What is going on down at Tigerland? Because it's not okay. Anyway, they're going to stamp that out because it's a terrible look. Well, it's a terrible look because it probably feels terrible, mate. Psychologically, physiologically, like it's just... Yeah, well, it's true. I mean, you're not doing it to the bloke if he's enjoying it. Exactly right. And I just want to say, I'm so incredibly relieved that it's not Hawthorne. Because I'd be so embarrassed to have to talk about it on this show. And I'm laughing because it's kind of horrifying. And the alternative is, well, I don't want to get stuck in that hole and be miserable about it. It's so ridiculous. It's so disturbing that I, yeah, I I just, I can't even, listeners. I just cannot even.
1: Anyway, from one embarrassing storyline to another...
0: How's Mason's multi going, Chief? Talk about low blows. Bloody (laughs) hell. I'll have you know, and you know the really funny thing about this round, mate? I'll have you know that Mason's multi, without Friday night, is thriving. Is it? Three on the trot, mate. Who have you got so far? Okay, well, when did this round actually start? Here we go. (laughs) That's the big question. I thought it started today. (laughs) (laughs) The big question in football is what round is it? Uh... So we're in round 11 at the moment. Who kicked who kicked this off? Was it... Uh, so it started yesterday with Port and Richmond. Port Adelaide won. I tipped them. Uh, then we had Brisbane Lions versus the Bulldogs. I tipped the Lions. West Coast and Carlton. West Coast got the job done there. And now you've got out of Melbourne and North. I've tipped Melbourne, I believe. So tomorrow
1: you'd have uh, St Kilda out of the St Kilda... Versus the Cats, or...? I have Geelong, but I'm worried about it. And did you back Hawthorne? I backed Hawthorne, yep. And you backed Collingwood against the Crows? I did, yeah. And this is a big one. They're 10th and 11th on the ladder. It's at the Suns' home ground against Essendon.
0: Yeah, I tip the Suns.
1: I reckon this is coming down to the wire.
0: Yeah, I reckon if by some miracle I get past the Melbourne Kangaroos game, which obviously people listening to this will already know whether I have or not... um. I think you might be right, Tiz. I think it might hinge on the Suns and Essendon clash, and I fully expect Essendon to do me over. Fantastic comment from Twitter. Nash in. This
1: is from Bobby Crisp. Nash in. Does Nick have a direct line to Clarka or something?
0: (laughs) Do I? This has got Tiz written all over it. (laughs) I know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh i'm so wrapped it's gonna be great
0: <laughs> mind you I, I am in favor of the Nash inclusion now i look forward to seeing what he could do it's been as i said quite a while and i think it's an appropriate selection as well uh mate is that it for this episode Have we got anything else on the agenda i feel like we've covered mason's multi oh i, I didn't mention how much i stand to win let's hear it 31 dollars oh,
1: no. <laughs> no. oh my goodness oh you would be better off picking nash for first goal mate let's let's put that out there what i do want to finish on is a wonderful review we got from graham
0: on apple podcasts though oh yes if you are enjoying our show this is the second podcast inside a week we thought we'd put it out there to do a quick preview of the game and just i don't know talk a bit of nonsense for about half an hour i hope you're enjoying it if you have jump on apple podcasts and leave a rating review and as you say tiz this one's from graham very entertaining show from two very clever Hawks. Thank you for bringing all the Mighty Hawks fans out there, your fantastic podcasts. No doubt we would have the best supporters in the AFL. I've been following the Mighty Hawks for 60 years, Tiz. Wow, that is that is a good stretch. And also... Every premiership is included in that that sum. Graham's done pretty well for himself. Uh, He continues, you guys bring a lot of enjoyment and some funny comments uh, don't change. That's a great message to hear, isn't it? Don't change? Yeah, cheers, Graham. Yeah,
1: so the questions keep coming through off Twitter, Nick but uh, I'm not sure if you want to take any more. They all seem to be about me and Nash and how much I'm going to enjoy the game.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I did quickly put it out to the Twitter community. I think inside an hour, under an hour before we started recording, I was like, if anyone's got any questions, uh, just hit us up now. And you're right, most of them were about you and Nash. So we've we've taken very few today. At Hawk Talk Pod is where you can find us. Uh, look, our online community is amazing. And, and the same goes for Facebook as well. It's a blast over there as always. Facebook.com slash HawkTalkPod. And uh, Patreon. I believe we have a new patron, Tiz. Yeah, special shout out to Peter who joined us this week. Welcome aboard, Peter. Uh, we'll be endeavouring to put uh, some bonus eps out very shortly. Uh, now, Nick, I need to interrupt you. We've got to conduct a health check. Um, are you hearing
1: my voice in your dreams? Does my voice <laughs> follow you around
0: yet? Because you've been listening to a lot of me recently. it's It's been an editing extravaganza. We've actually, uh, as we speak, we've got exporting our special commentary track for the 2015 prelims. So it's been all tears all the time, which, uh, you know, I do like you, mate, but I'm not going to recommend it. Yeah,
1: no, you're waking up in... Uh cold sweats with Tears' comments blearing I have to thank you Um, in a time where a lot of people
0: are suffering mental duress you've gone the whole hog (laughs) (laughs) really giving myself over to the cause of making uh, Hawk Talk podcast content for the listeners out there so uh, that special commentary track the full game that is the full 2015 prelim with our commentary track over the top that's going to be up on our youtube channel soon so we'll link that via our socials and uh yeah bonus apps we'll continue working on those and of course we'll be back to uh recap the freeo game hopefully it's a win surely it's a win you mentioned it before but i fully expect you to get on nash for first second or third goal oh yeah i think so just
1: makes the ride all the more fun and then he lines up on the wing or something or centre half back you know I noticed that uh, Will Day's in the forward pocket again, and it looks like the McAvoy's experiment's over. You know, Anyway, it, it's all totally irrelevant, what they put on
0: the team sheet these days, isn't it? Yeah, I'm backing Ben Stratton for his second goal ever. Oh, wouldn't it be great? I'd love to see that. I wonder how much it pays. <laughs> no, I must gamble very responsibly. One dollar at a time per week, Tiz. Let me just say, this is part of the
1: COVID trend. Gambling is enormous. <laughs> the curfew's pretty soon are you gonna go for a run or something what's uh i'll go
0: for a walk to the servo to get junk food (laughs) (laughs) if i had control i'd leave that in i am leaving it in it's the truth (laughs) so i hope you enjoyed that mini episode listeners and uh enjoy the freo game again hope we come away with the four points you'll hear from us later in the week to recap the game we are a happy team at hawthorne